Imagine knowing exactly what your students are learning and exactly which steps you need to take next. Join us in Down With The Reading Quiz to craft meaningful and productive formative assessments that move away from gotcha moments of basic recall and toward assessing what your students actually can do. In this 30-minute free masterclass, we'll share three powerful assessment keys that work for any novel at any time of the year. Head to shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to sign up, and we'll also send you a free workbook to keep track of all your notes. Once again, that's shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to nail formative assessments forever. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Marie. What are you up to later? Want to join me for happy hour? I'm all in. And guess what's amazing? Our listeners and friends of the podcast can also join us because Brave New Teaching Happy Hour has officially launched. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. We are officially hanging out a little bit longer after school with an extended extra private podcast feed just for you. Yes. Members of Happy Hour get extra 15 minutes of the podcast, give or take, because you know us, we run a little bit long. It's just kind of how we are. But if you would like to get in on this Happy Hour action, please join us. It is only $5 a month. Head to curriculumrehab.com slash happy hour and get yourself signed up because when you're there, Amanda, tell our friends what we do every month for our Happy Hour members. I think my favorite part is coming up with a new free resource for our listeners every month. And then we pretty much break down that resource and how to use it. We also like to have guests on to do extended episodes and even Q&A that's just for you about that resource. It's really exclusive and super private just for you. So if you are like us and you like hanging out, you like chit-chatting about all things that are teaching, teacher life, and everything under that umbrella, join us for happy hour and we will see you there. Bye. Bye. Well, hello and welcome back to Brave New Teaching. Today, friends, we are excited to start a brand new series and it is a brand new series that leads you into a workshop that we are putting together for you, our Brave New Teaching community. Hello, Amanda. Hi, everyone. You might have, if you've been around the podcast for a little while, you might remember that we used to call these festivals. And while the energy of the festival is still the energy we're riding, we're just renaming these workshops because that's a little bit more descriptive of what we do. Although in spirit, we wish we were, you know, together festivaling. (laughs) So basically what we're talking about is we've had two Shakespeare festivals. We have had a dystopia, teaching dystopia. We we call that one a virtual workshop, but in the moment we called it a festival. And what is coming very, very shortly, and this is kind of our announcement to the world, is a nonfiction, a teaching biography and memoir festival slash workshop. I think we like the word festival because we do initially launch these like live where people get to experience each section of this PD like one day at a time and we drip things out one day at a time and we're there and we're live in social media and we're like chit-chatting together. But truly, like Amanda's saying, it's a workshop. We're talking about a workshop with teaching strategies and specific content for a specific genre, which in this case is going to be biography and memoir. And we are pumped. Well, and we're so excited because, the, you know, the best part about these festivals is, well, now I'm I, now I'm going to screw up saying the wrong thing. Uh, but these workshops is that there are so many ways to experience them. 
And I know that I've heard from teachers like during the live week, they get together as a department and they are all participating together. They start the videos, they watch them all together. And at the end of the week, they have a department meeting about, you know, where does this fit into our curriculum map? Where does this fit into our vertical alignment? And then we know people who are like, oh my gosh, the thought of trying to do a workshop during the school year is impossible. So these people are like, cool, I can watch these videos later. I can be in at a different point and enjoy them and learn from them at my own pace as well. So it's like the best of both worlds of like the energy of being together, but also the pace and room to breathe of like a Mm -hmm. virtual learning situation. And Marie, I am beside myself excited about this genre. Uh, There is no secret in this world that Amanda doesn't love teaching a genre unit. This is one of my all time favorites because it never has to look the same. And I think today we should really, we need to convince those of you out there who are not already on board that this is a genre that needs to be in your seven through 12 experience for students multiple times. And if you're already on board, we're just going to reaffirm that for you and make you feel really good about what you're doing. I mean, I would even say like I've watched in my own son who just finished third grade is going to be going into fourth and they did. I know. Well, first of all, that's insane. Can we just take a minute? But everybody listening is like, no, that's what they do. They get older every year. Um, He did a whole like biography and nonfiction unit in third grade. And he ended up giving a presentation where he had done research and read a bunch of biographies on Michael Jordan. Does my child play or watch basketball? No, he does not. Did he do a whole thing on Michael Jordan? Yes, he did. Was he outfitted in a jersey that looked like a Bulls jersey? Yes, it was. It was funny. It was good. Okay, as a Chicago native, I'm very proud. I I know. I thought you would be. And I can't I can't believe I never told you this until now. But like, it was cool seeing it through his eight-year-old eyes, like being able to read about somebody both from a biography and autobiography, like little snippets of pieces that he was able to read and process and like just watching his critical thinking skills grow in that way. And that's a lot of what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about, because we're secondary teachers, we're going to talk about seven through 12, but like, honestly, seeing the world through somebody else's eyes and experience in a fictional way is amazing. Obviously we are literature teachers. We love this stuff, but also seeing it through an authentic voice, which is going to be one of the first things that we talk about after, after the intro here is pivotal. Like it's so necessary in a student's experience, especially in the English language arts class. So shall we jump in? I am ready. Okay, let's do it. We'll talk to you more about the Festival Workshop Workshop Festival. When that's all going down, if you're listening in real time, we'll give you dates in just a second. But first, we have to cue the music. You're listening to Brave New Teaching, and we are so much more than a podcast. We give teachers the inspiration, support, and tools to challenge the status quo. I'm Amanda, and I'm a former English teacher from Illinois. And I'm Marie, and I'm a teacher from Southern California. Join us at bravenewteaching.com to find out more about our courses, festivals, and get every episode's show notes. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. Okay, so I started to talk about it a little bit before, but we've got like four big things, big points that we're going to be making for you in our building 
uh, our case for biography and memoir. But first, I want to give you some details about our virtual workshop. If you are listening to this episode in real time, it is coming up very quickly. The virtual workshop is going to be launching the first day that will be available. Uh, Starting out is going to be October 3rd of 2022. However, if you go to the show notes for this episode, or if you go to curriculumrehab.com, slash biography and memoir. That's a long one. I know. Uh, You can get yourself registered, take a look at the different options we have. And we have a couple little freebies. We've got like a lesson that we have for you to get it all started. And you can do that right now. So if you want to like head on there, make sure that you are ready and already registered, go to the show notes and we'll just link it there for you. And then get ready for all the content to get started at the beginning of October. And if you're listening to this later, it's available now. Head to the show notes. You can have the Go whole kit it. and caboodle today. Yes. <sighs> now, are we ready to start covering our points and really building our case like the lawyers that we are? I'm I'm freaking pumped. You are so ready. So I, as I started to say, the first and honestly, the most important point that we are going to be making today is that Teaching a unit specific, specifically, we're talking about a whole unit of biography and memoir, but like just using biography and memoir in general, whether it's a whole unit or it's peppered within your different units, it is the single best way to bring authentic voice into your classroom. Mic drop. No, Amanda, go. Well, you know, I think it's interesting that we kind of, we arrived here because Marie and I have we're very much fiction people. I mean, we love teaching fiction. And I kind of had a moment where I realized, oh, but I'm also reading a lot of memoir and I'm really interested in this genre. And through some very, very brief and quick research, it's no joke that the memoir genre in the publishing world has exploded over the past 10, 15 years. There's a great article in The Guardian, I, I, I will link in the show notes for you, that tells us that sales of memoir in the UK have surged 42% in the past 12 months. That's in 2010, I think this is from. But that's a huge number to 2.5 million in that genre alone. That's massive. And then a little bit older data, according to Nielsen Bookscan, total sales in the categories of personal memoir, childhood memoirs, and parental memoirs increased more than 400% between 2004 and 2008. So I I mean, I feel like I've always kind of sensed it. Like there's another person's writing a story about their life, another book, another book. I'm hearing about that way more than I'm hearing about other things. I think actually I lied. I'm hearing a lot of that about YA. YA has also exploded. And I love it. And we we're here for (laughs) all of it. And I think that that's partially why when we talk about why the genre is worth studying, number one, the genre has power because it has a lot of publishers behind it. It is being pushed out. There are so many voices coming to the table and it makes sense, right? Like we're also in the age of like, maybe you're not writing a memoir, but you're doing an Instagram story. You're putting your life out for people. Marie, I could quote Marie back to Marie. I never thought anyone would be interested in what I'm doing in my classroom until I put (laughs) on Instagram and people were like, Oh my God, I get you. Like we want to relate to each other in a whole new way right now. And so it, it makes sense that memoir has kind of followed or started. I don't know which came first, the chicken or the egg, but this genre has got a lot of power behind it. Yeah. And I had the same experience of like, 
Really? Biography? Like when we were thinking of what we wanted to do for this virtual workshop, because we knew we wanted to bring something else forward. We love creating this content. It helps a lot of teachers, helps a lot of departments. And Amanda kept saying, I think it needs to be nonfiction. I think it needs to be biography and memoir. I kept going, oh, does it though? And then same sort of a thing. I realized, no, it it totally does. (laughs) Because being able to see and hear somebody's voice truly like like memoir autobiography from their own words is such an experience unlike any other so like i could write something that is a character that comes who is very similar to me and i can write a whole fiction about her perspective and her experiences and it's still not going to hit the same as me speaking from my own experience as myself in my own voice and that is something that our students need and why do they need that because it builds empathy seeing the world actually through someone else's eyes, actually reading their words, recounting their own experiences is the best empathy builder that we could have. I think that what's what's so um, surprising to me, and I know this as a teacher, but I think what comes down to is that we can know about people, but reading their exact details, like the way that they experience it, the way that they remember it, we used to talk in creative writing a lot about the power of specificity and how mm-hmm. specificity brings you closer into the experience. And and I, it was really hard for my, my creative writing students to understand this. Like they wanted to tell me he brought home a, a bouquet of flowers and gave them to her. And I'm like, okay, well, what were the flowers in the arrangement? Was this an, an apology arrangement? Was this a celebration arrangement? Were they long stem, short stem? Were they roses or sunflowers? And, and kids look at me like, who cares? Like it doesn't matter. They're flowers, yeah. They're flowers. And I'm like, but but it does matter. The details matter. And I think getting students into the details of someone's personal biography, that's where they find connectedness with mm-hmm. speakers. Even if they haven't had the same experience, I think that's part of the joy is like, I can be in it with you and not have to have had the same story, but still be impacted around that story. Um, And that's really something that I think, again, makes the genre so powerful is that then we can even turn it and say, well, let's talk about your story. And that's something that I know English teachers just salivate over Mm -hmm. is the opportunity to turn an authentic piece of writing um, out of this kind of unit where we did authentic reading. So this genre just kind of like keeps compounding its power over and over and over again. Well, and so like I said, at the very beginning in the intro to this episode, this is the first of a series that we're going to be talking about nonfiction, specifically biography and memoir. And that's going to be one of our later episodes is using these types of texts as mentor text for than authentic writing from a student's perspective, or not authentic, you know what I mean, like personal writing from a student's perspective. Um, So stay tuned for that, friends. But also, those details that Amanda's talking about, those details that come from an authentic voice, you don't have to have experienced what someone else has experienced in order to build empathy with them. Does it help for that sympathy? Sure. Like, yeah, yes, it helps. But where you can find true moments of human connection are in the teeny tiny little details. When they talk about eating fruity pebbles for breakfast on orange juice or something, right? Like, like those moments of like, oh my God, my cousin did that. Or, oh my God, I did that. Or those just little human moments that make every person's, they remind us that every person has a story worth telling. Every single human being on this planet has a story that is worthy of being told and being heard. And something as simple as 
reading somebody's story reminds us of that every single day. And those little details, like Amanda said, you don't just hear the general about a group of people. You don't hear the general about a time in history. You hear a person's experience and their perspective, and it helps just broaden that understanding of like the human experience. I think that's exactly what distances memoir and biography from other nonfiction is, you know, we can do articles from New Zealand till we're blue in the face, but like at the, at the real heart of it, sometimes those articles are just about a thing and they feel kind of distant and they're, they're informative. And like, we certainly need a balance of everything, but I think as a unit, we're here into the power. So that's kind of number one is like the genre as a whole has got a power. Number two, and Maria talked about this at the beginning, and this kind of overrides everything in this list for us, but the wide diversity of options. And we mean diversity, like we talked about it in our episode with, um, oh my gosh, when was that? What was the back to school series with Dr. Smith, right? Dr. Smith. Yeah. And um, we were talking about like diversity of actually meaning like just different life experiences across, I mean, everywhere there is. Well, culturally, racially, religiously, gender diversity, uh, socioeconomic diversity, historic. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) and, And not all at once and all at once. Right. Like that's that's what we're talking about. The rich opportunity that there is in the biography and memoir genre to be able to dive into so many different perspectives is right there and it is ever present and ready. And so we'll, we'll kind of get into this in other episodes, but that gives you a lot of different ways to approach the reading and writing and assessment, like goals that you have for your students. So it gives you all kinds of flexibility when you're looking at your curriculum map and saying, okay, here are the holes that we're, you know, really need to fill. Um, You can go so many different angles in order to do that, to address, you know, whether it's thematic or historic, or like we said, any of those other categories, there are ways for those themes and skills to overlap, which we should probably do an EQ workshop, shouldn't we? I think that would be really helpful. I think that might be uh, added to the docket here, actually. Yeah, because I think that would be really well, because I have a feeling that we're going to have a lot of friends listening and nodding along and saying, yeah, totally, totally. Yep, I'm, I'm on board. And we haven't even given you our second two points on making the case for this genre. But then you're going to sit down, which is exactly what I'm going to do, right? As a classroom teacher, I see myself going, yep, yep, yep. And then going, Oh, how, how, how do I do this? Where do I start? Yeah. No, but to the point of this wide diversity of options, sometimes that's kind of paralyzing. Like there's almost too much to choose from. I mean, we didn't even mention too, like there's also readability diversity. There's YA memoir and adult memoir. There are adult memoirs. I'm I'm looking at Just Mercy right now, right? There are adult memoirs that have been rewritten for adolescents. So like we have like, we probably got to break that down because once you know like your angle, it'll be easier Uh to make real decisions. But for now we're just making the case. So case made, (laughs) at least on this point, like there is no shortage of angles. And then, so moving on to continuing to just beating the case in here. The third thing that we want to point out about biography and memoir is that you can use them whole class. You can use them as lit circles or book clubs, whatever you want to call it. And they are just as powerful in both instances. I can tell you in my own classroom, Amanda just mentioned Just Mercy. I use Just Mercy in a whole class unit where that that is the anchor text for the whole entire unit. But we also use memoir in lit circles in a whole completely different unit. And it serves itself so well in so many different ways. 
yeah, so check, check. And then to add on to that, I'd say for me, the fourth making the case point would just be the amount of supplemental text options that we have to blend in with a unit like this. So if you're going to do a, a lit circle version, I mean, we could so easily pull a podcast series as mm-hmm. like a core, a core text, and then everyone else is reading different memoir. Um, we can pull so many amazing documentaries off of all the p- streaming platforms that we have available to us. And we have the space to do that with this genre that we don't always have with fiction. In fiction, there's a lot of time we've got to spend like unpacking the setting and the world building and the characterization and like memoir is a little bit more straightforward on that end. Um, not always, but sometimes you need some, some context though. Sometimes you need some historical context, some social context. And that's where a documentary or a fictional film that's still like historically true or accurate can really build in some of the, the, the like background picture for students as they're reading, you know, like a historical memoir or something like that. Even Okay, so let's, we will talk about this, I'm sure a little bit more later. And especially in our workshop, we're going to have a whole video dedicated to the most commonly taught memoir, which is Night by Elie Wiesel. And it's his account of being taken out of his family home and put into a and put into Auschwitz, the concentration camp, like, if you don't know Night, and you are teaching uh, secondary English language arts, I, I think you need to read it. And I also think you need to know that it is very heavy because it is a firsthand account of the Holocaust. There is a series of interviews or there's a long interview that Oprah Winfrey did with Ellie Wiesel years. I can't remember. Was it in the nineties, the original interview? And then she re-upped and did more interviews where they actually went to, or they went to Auschwitz and they like walked the grounds of the camp. Those interviews are so powerful because students not just read the text, but they're also able to see the person um, and it makes all those connections. So talk about like supplementals, bringing it all home and making it real and making it just anchored a little bit more, especially in something so heavy where, where where the human brain wants to like reject the information that they're getting out of a Holocaust memoir. And then they get to see it and it settles in a little bit more and it gives students something to process Memoir can be really heavy. Biography can be really heavy because often we're hearing accounts of some historical atrocities. And so that can be hard to process for our students, especially, I mean, for us and for our kids. And so that's where something like supplemental really comes in and it gives them a little bit more fuel for processing that information and making a little bit more sense of it. And it just is giving us a whole new way to add texture to a unit. Um, We talk all the time about, you know, having your year long plan. Our course curriculum rehab is dedicated to helping teachers design curriculum maps one year at a time. And that's kind of the biggest reason that we wanted to tackle memoir and biography, because that is a way for you to have balance in your year, to have the heavy things like Marie's talking about, to have the history, to have the personal experiences that we don't necessarily get in other places. And then once we're in it, to add another layer of texture through even more detailed experiences, even like psychological things. There's a lot we can do unpacking the experiences of people in the memoir and students can reflect on themselves. I'm coaching um, an incredible teacher right now in North Carolina and we're working on a unit for the glass castle and we are working through together helping students understand and define different types of trauma, generational trauma, emotional trauma, all different kinds. But then we're also having them do some 
like trauma work of, on their own, like learning how to heal and how to acknowledge that we all have trauma at different levels. And like, there are ways to ignore it. There are ways to deal with it. And we actually have written a lesson for a Friday. That's a breathing and stretching exercise. Like it's super non-invasive. It's really just kind of chill, but it's at, it's going to hit kids at a different point than it would if we were talking about a fictional trauma happening Mm -hmm. in a novel. So, you know, that was a long way around to saying that the supplements can also be even more personal in a year where we're trying to have balance. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I mean, a lot of what, rightly so, what we're talking about timely (laughs) of going back into another school year. Because as we record this, it is still summer break. And I am now starting to look ahead at the last three weeks that I have of my summer break before I jump into another year where I'm wearing a mask in my classroom and another year where I am, I know I'm going to be making up for students who have to quarantine and students who have COVID and students and like, and I'm going to have to jump around in timing and I'm going to have to digitize everything that I do and make it accessible for my students who are home, who are stuck somewhere because of air travel, (laughs) whatever, all of the things that have been happening that happened so sporadically in years past and are so constant right now of uncertainty and things just kind of up in the air, that idea of building empathy, the idea of having a rich, rich texture, the idea of balance in ways that are really organic and not super forced and don't take more energy out of me, but that just like makes sense and feel like they flow over time. Like you're saying with, you know, curriculum rehab, our whole shtick is to like look at the year as a whole. And that's really, really hard when things feel uncertain But what we're talking about is a perspective and strategies and asking questions that help students make connections for themselves. And we're just kind of guiding and facilitating that. And it takes a lot of pressure off of us. I just went down a weird rabbit hole because I think I just started sweating about going back to school. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody, sorry, that didn't make any sense. I'm realizing Amanda's eyes went, where is she going with this? I'm no, you can't, you brought it back because no, cause I had mentioned like <laughs> a year long. And I think that that is, that is a struggle for some people to wrap their heads around. And I think it's just all I, all I wanted listeners, Marie aside, because Marie gets it is that kind of thinking about the big picture sometimes can alleviate the pressure yeah. of the day to day. And we wanted to just kind of put, biography memoir out there for you this during this workshop that's coming up during these episodes that we're going to record as something to keep in your mind as a very accessible, open-ended, but also very specific way of bringing skills to students that they might not be getting other places. So we're going to keep making the case for this across our next series of episodes that all lead us into our workshop. Marie, did we tell them when the live workshop is going to be happening? Um, I did at the beginning. I said that it is going to be actually starting like the content, the workshop itself is going to start on October 3rd of 2022, but you can register now and get your hands on our little welcome package of freebies that will kind of like get you started at least a little bit. And then we will have five, just like our workshops and festivals before, we will have five individual days of content having to do with designing curriculum around and teaching strategies for biography and memoir in your classroom and like different ways to use it. We're, we're pretty excited. And actually, Amanda mentioned Just Mercy. That is a unit that I will talk through. Night is another unit that I will talk through. We are going to have a bunch of, you know, I think let's just go ahead and our next episode is going to be an EQ workshop. 
essential questions for biography and memoir so that we can give everybody a place to start. But that's also something else that we'll talk about in the workshop itself and in more in depth than like an episode, right? Because it's a little bit different there. I think that sounds like a good plan. And I, I hope that you'll all join us. And if you're new to the podcast, we would love for you to check out our other workshops, aka festivals, as they're formerly known. Um, and you can find all of that in our show notes today. You'll see links to everything. You can kind of peruse around and see what Marie and I have to offer. Like we're starting to kind of think of this as like a beautiful bookshelf. And we're kind of putting these little teacher <laughs> binders on the shelf for you that yeah. you can pull down and go plan your Shakespeare unit. You can go plan your dystopia unit. We're giving you a third uh, unit to go plan with all of our support and help. Um, and so we're hopefully, I mean, by the end of our brave new teaching career, we'll have a full bookshelf and we'll have planned out everyone's units. You're welcome. Well, and <laughs> And made them so that you can tailor them to your own experience in classroom. Oh, yeah. Boom goes the dynamite. Boom. Okay. I, I legit have like school stress sweat. So I think we have to go. I will I virtually <laughs> send you some Kleenex to, to wipe that off. Okay. I'm going to do the breathing exercises from your coaching lessons. <laughs> oh, I love my job. I think you all know, like listening to this podcast, I love what I do. I am still like stressed the F out about... And I mean, it is what it is. I'm going to take it as it comes, but like, huh, it's just I hard. Think, <laughs> I think we get it. I mean, yeah. yeah. All right, friends. Hopefully Let's I didn't go. distress you out too, but it's okay. until no, we meet again. They're already in school. They're not. <laughs> the time this episode comes out, we're already in school. So I've already dealt with it and am dealing with it. <gasps> okay. And we're getting ready for a festival. Fine. It's totally time for another cup of coffee. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Like we said, everything we talked about is in the show notes. Just head to the show notes, bravenewteaching.com. We're going to come together with an essential question workshop for you next week. I'm excited about that. Let's let's start uh, let's let's get offline and start chatting about it, shall we? Yeah, I've never been excited about an EQ workshop, so. Ever, ever in her You're life. You're going to have to hype me up. Mm-hmm. All right, friends. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Brave New Teaching. We'd love to keep the conversation going over on Instagram. And while you're there, check out the links in our bio for the most up-to-date events going on in the Brave New Teaching community. Thanks for being here and have a great week at school.